Welcome to Q&A Selling Online with answers to questions about creating an online empire, promoting products, or building a brand. Your host, private label and e-commerce entrepreneur, Quinn Amorm. Welcome back to the show, my friends. Today we have with us Rob Hornstein. He's an experienced and successful Amazon seller that he started fulfilling his own orders for his e-commerce stores from his college dorm room. After graduating, Rob decided to expand into doing FBA, and now he uses eGrow.io for all his product research because of its simplicity and the powerful features. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Rob is currently combining his two passions of videography and teaching others by creating explainer videos to teach. So that is fantastic. Rob is with us here today. Rob, how's it going? Hey, great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. Well, I'm excited too, because I, uh, before we get, we get in, jump into it, I'm just going to say I have tested eGrow.io now for a week and I'm super surprised. I mean, me and you just talked about some of the things I love about it, but uh, I'm excited to have you here too. And uh, I guess we'll start from the beginning, Rob. Like, how did you get into e-commerce? I know you were in your dorm room, dorm room sorry. Uh, how did that happen? Yeah, so I've been in e-commerce for about eight or nine months now. And, and like you said, I, I started my e-commerce business originally selling on eBay and then eventually transitioning to Amazon uh, from my college dorm room. And uh, eventually when I graduated from university, I really decided, okay, this is a passion that I want to pursue. And, and this is a business model that I like. You know, I, I had the option to kind of go down the corporate nine to five uh, a route. And that was really just wasn't something that appealed to me. So I figured, you know, let me at least give this a shot out of college and, and see if I can make this business model work. And so uh, last December, I, I graduated, decided to pursue this full time and uh, uh, been doing it uh, somewhat successfully ever since. So it's, it's been a really exciting journey for me. Man, so you, you went all in, right? You, it looks like you don't have a, a slow speed. You were, you were in your dorm room, you started with a bit of e-commerce and now you went from FBA and now uh, software for FBA. <clears throat> Pardon me. So, man, that is dedication. Now, do you are you a programmer? Uh, is that why you got into the software? So, I'm not personally a programmer. No, ex exactly. Kind of how I got into this uh, uh, business, uh, aside from what I do with my Amazon store, is that um, I was actually uh, traveling uh, in Thailand uh, back at the beginning of this year, kind of before the whole COVID pandemic yeah. happened and, and everything shut down. Um, I had actually gone over to Thailand uh, just to work and travel and meet other uh, entrepreneurs and, and e-commerce sellers and uh, actually met one of the founders of eGrow uh, on my travels. And we eventually became good friends. And uh, uh, I kind of told him, you know, I was starting out with Amazon and I also had these kind of videography skills. And so eventually, uh, Egro brought me on as, as someone to help, uh, kind of spread awareness and, uh, uh, mostly create a tutorial and informational videos. Mm -hmm. Egro was founded in, uh, Germany in 2017, uh, by, uh, three guys, Nicola, Anton, and Florian, uh, who have extensive programming, uh, knowledge. And so kind of their ability to build the tool and, and really, uh, get it off the ground was instrumental in, in kind of getting Egro going. And now I'm kind of getting involved to help uh, help it take off and, and spread the word and, and try to introduce it to as many people as possible. Got it. So you you do the the how to videos and all that stuff, and they did the programming. All right, cool. So 
one of the things I, I thought of right away is that it's probably very hard to compete uh, when it comes to marketing uh, these tools, just because there's some that have been out now for, for many years, and some of the top sellers are somewhat affiliated with them, so they recommend the same ones over and over. And, you know, and also because, you know, some of them three, four years ago were, were the only thing and, and they used to work. It was the best thing that existed. Is it very hard to market it? Yeah, that's a great question. And it is certainly, um, you know, my biggest challenge as of right now is, is kind of breaking in and trying to, uh, have people give eager a chance. As you mentioned, you know, there are several established tools that have been uh, running for several years now, and, and those oftentimes seem to be the go-to that many uh, experienced sellers use. Kind of my position is that, you know, I just try to explain some of the benefits of eGrow, and, and, I, and I tell people, you know, eGrow might not be for you. It, it might not be for everyone. You might uh, have a, a system or a method that you've developed with the tool that you currently use that you think work, works great, and, and that's awesome. You know, I'm not necessarily trying to to change people's mind or, or persuade them to switch to eGrow. Mm. I, I merely just kind of wanted to explain the benefits of eGrow and, and allow people to give it a try. You know, they might be surprised that, uh, you know, just signing up for eGrow's free trial even and, and getting in and exploring uh, all of the different features of the tool, uh, they might be surprised with what they find and kind of some of the unique features that we offer um, that they, you know, might be able to use in addition to what they're already using or, or replace it uh, altogether. So. So yes, it is certainly a challenge, a challenge, especially in some of the more developed markets, such as mm. the USA or even parts of Europe. Um, but with that being said, uh, you know, as 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 being kind of a, a newer tool and and uh, a, a little bit more agile, I would say, um, we have the ability to be uh, a, quite a bit more flexible, uh, respond to the demands of our customers. We we take feedback from our users very seriously. We always like to hear. Uh, what the users think of, of the tool and the new features that we implement. We always like to hear suggestions about things people would like to see in the future. And, and, and kind of in tandem with that, uh, it allows us to get into brand new markets, uh, very quickly. So, uh, eGrow is in, um, some of the more, uh, you know, unique markets that Amazon offers. Uh, lately we've been doing very well in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, that's, that's a marketplace that, uh, really has taken off, uh, in terms of eGrow user growth. Um, and we, uh, within the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll be launching the tool within Saudi Arabia as well. So kind of these newer markets that are just starting to gain traction are really where we're seeing uh, a lot of our user growth. Wow. So I have a lot of questions, but let, let's get into that. The last one you just mentioned, which is the Arab world. So the, the .ae, the .sa that are fairly new. So your tool is working not only on those platforms, but is working for the sellers that are upcoming in those areas. Exactly. Yes. So um, I, I haven't looked into it. To be completely honest, I haven't looked into those platforms. Uh, is the demand? How fast is it growing? What, what, what can you tell me about the the Arab world? Uh, yeah, you know the demand is huge. We've seen significant growth in in a variety of markets lately. You know, uh, certainly Australia has been a, a, a fast growing market, uh, and, and something that we've been trying to tackle. But, you know, especially within the last few months, kind of, you know, the UAE market particularly has been our fastest growing, uh, market segment. And, and I think, you know, part of the reason is that because the marketplace is, is somewhat newer, uh, a lot of the big brands haven't had an opportunity to come in and capture all of the market. So, you know, within uh, the UAE market, there are, you know, several products and categories and keywords where 
where you know, ranking at the top of the first page is kind of a mo small mom and pop shop or, or kind of a single individual seller. So uh, because these markets are so new, there's still a whole lot of opportunity for people who are just starting out to really uh, get in and gain traction. And I think that's why there's been such a big rush to these markets to try to capture that, um, that place in the market as quickly as possible. And at Egro, we're just trying to develop the best tool possible in order to support these sellers uh, in achieving that goal. Gotcha. So on your on your end of things, uh, the the tool being able to access Amazon.com, then Amazon.ca, Amazon UK, uh, every that is that a big deal for the tool itself, or is it almost like, let's say in simple terms, could you copy and paste that tool to work in different platforms, or is that a lot of work? Yeah. So it it is fairly easy for us to develop the tool to work in new marketplaces. Obviously, there are unique factors that go into each marketplace and, and things that we like to tweak and change that, that allow the tool to fit to a certain market. Uh, but just from the experience of our development team, now that we've been doing this for you know over a few years now, um, uh, it has become much easier and much faster to develop these tools for new markets. And I think that is an advantage of eGrow that you know maybe some of the bigger tools uh, aren't able to offer just because, again, they're not quite as agile or, or you know, they're, they're much larger in size. So that is a benefit that we, you know, kind of have that ability to maneuver and, and respond to changes in Amazon uh, very quickly. Um, you know, there certainly are uh, things that are common across all markets. We do provide the same metrics um, uh, that are available to users, whether you're, you know, selling in the UK, the US, um, UAE, uh, wherever. Uh, but we kind of see different trends or different indicators in certain markets uh, that we have to account for when developing the tools. So, you know, while we do try to push out the new tools as quickly as possible and, and updates for these tools, uh, we definitely like to uh, test them and get uh, enough reliable information uh, before we push it out to the users so that, we, what, so that we know what we're providing our users is as accurate as possible. Perfect. All right, so let's let's talk about the tools themselves, so people know what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. uh, so what I've seen over the last week is that you guys have the the Chrome extension, like a lot of the cells already know. Uh, this Chrome extension, just uh, like we spoke earlier, has one feature that I really like. It makes my life so much easier. And for example, that is the next page feature. On normal tools, when we go and do uh, a search on Amazon, I know that a lot of people are using only, they're doing research with only first page results. And there's one of the things that we use in, in our own research here is we want to know the whole market so we can know the market size and know the full potential, not just first page, right? Because I know everybody knows there's a lot of sales that happen outside of the first page because first page is only first page for a certain keyword right if you type another keyword the same product may not be first page so that's why i like that feature of the next page so i'm gonna let you talk about what egro has to offer and then we can go a little bit into them absolutely yeah let me just give you a brief overview and thank you for that feedback we always you know like to hear um, what users like and don't like about all of our specific tools so uh, that's that's great to hear that that's been a, a useful uh, a feature of this tool for you and you know maybe something that um, uh, isn't available on on other tools so mm -hmm. so that's excellent but yeah as you mentioned um, the Chrome extension that is one of our most popular tools uh, it's a very good way for 
both brand new sellers and experienced sellers to conduct product research uh, within uh, the Amazon platform itself. Um, so that is, you know, a very useful tool to gather vast amount of data uh, very quickly uh, related to a specific keyword uh, or a specific niche. Um, that is actually the only tool that we offer that is outside of the eGrow members area. All of the other tools uh, that are that come as a part of your eGrow membership are within the members area. So you're going to log into your eGrow account and be able to uh, conduct all of your research uh, within eGrow's site. Um, one thing I can start out with that is very similar to the Chrome extension is the live Amazon scanner. And that essentially provides all of the exact same features as the Chrome extension, uh, except the information uh, comes directly out of the eGrow database. So uh, you would select a category and type in a keyword, just as you would uh, searching on Amazon's marketplace. And then you would be able to see all of the same information and same metrics. And it really just comes down to personal preference. Some people prefer mm -hmm. to do their research directly on Amazon using the Chrome extension. Uh, and some people like to do it in the live Amazon scanner uh, where they can export the data as a CSV file and, and, and look at it more within the members area. So yeah, they're essentially the same tool. It just really comes down to your, uh, your personal preference and the research style that you like. So basically, um, Rob, that live Amazon scanner is as if I didn't want to go directly to Amazon.com, I would do the exact same search, but inside without leaving eGrow. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. And and the only, um, I, I should say, minor difference between the two is that uh, with uh, the Chrome extension, uh, you are seeing the sponsored listings, uh, data for those sponsored listings populated within the Chrome extension results. Uh, you have the option to turn that uh, off and on within the Chrome extension. Uh, whereas in the live Amazon scanner, uh, the sponsored uh, uh, listings are not displayed at all. So th that's really the only minor difference between the two. But yes, essentially, it does just come down to your personal preference. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, uh, the first little bit of introduction. Uh, now I'm going to go into some of the other tools uh, that eGrow offers. Um, probably a good place to start is just with the database research tool. Um, it's a great way for uh, you know brand new sellers and experienced sellers alike uh, to generate new product ideas. You can search by category, subcategory. Uh, there's a variety of numerical metrics that you can uh, filter uh, through to, to get results, uh, whether it's price, uh, uh, estimated sales, number of other sellers, reviews. There's a whole bunch of different metrics that we give you the option uh, to include in your research so that you can really... Um, tailor eGrow's tool suite uh, to, to your uh, research style because we don't want all eGrow sellers just coming in and using the same research style and finding the same products because you know then it's going to become oversaturated so we we really encourage our eGrow users to develop their own research methodology and, and come in with their own ideas and 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 uh, use uh, the tool kind of tailored to their uh, method that they've developed uh, in order to find uh, uh, good product results. And that's a good one because I know a lot of people that do the exact same type of research because they learned it a while back and that's how you do it. So every day they do the exact same research looking for products. And when one does show up with the filters that they want, if they go and source that product by the time they source it, all the other 200,000 people that are doing the exact same research are launching at the same time they are. So everybody okay, you know what, it's a great opportunity today, but uh, you know, a month and a half from now, 
all 200,000 are launching that same product. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we really encourage eGrow users uh, to, to really develop their own research methods. Uh, another uh, tool that I think really ties well into this conversation is the uh, product tracker uh, that eGrow offers. Because, you know, as you were saying, uh, you know, at one point in time, there might be certain products that are, are doing well, but then, you know, the market can quickly become oversaturated. And so, uh, with the product tracker, you can actually uh, import uh, products directly from the database research tool. So, so you're doing your research, you've set your criteria, you find you know a few products maybe that you like or you're interested in. But I always tell people once that happens, add the products directly from the database research tool to the product tracker because you know what what the data says today may be totally different tomorrow. And and what you're getting when you're looking in the database research tool is really only a snapshot in time. You know. Uh, when it comes to things like estimated sales that take into account uh, the BSR, uh, you know, the BSR can fluctuate wildly, um, you know, day to day and even hour to hour, depending on, uh, you know, if, if there's a sale going on or if there's any holidays coming up or, or anything like that. And so really adding the, the products that you're interested in to the product tracker is very important because that allows you to collect uh, all of the numerical data for the product over a series of times. So, you know, if, if, if I, uh, if I add a product to my product tracker today, let's see, it's, you know, it's August 26th. Um, by, by the middle of September, you know, I'm going to have over two weeks of historical data for this product that's going to show any fluctuations or irregularities. And, and assuming, uh, you know, the product performs like I expect it to, I'm really going to feel much more confident in, in sourcing and starting to sell this product because I know there is a bit of a track record and a history of, of good performance. Uh, whereas if I'm just pulling a product directly from the database research tool and then sourcing it right away, uh, you know, there is the potential that you could get burned as a seller because, you know, you're, you're not taking into account, um, some unusual factor that's affecting the numbers. So, so that is probably my favorite tool that eGrow offers personally is, is the product tracker because it really just gives me so much more confidence and, and ability to be sure about the products that I'm interested in sourcing. I love it. Let, let me tell you a quick little story about my experience with Product Tracker. So I, I was testing this tool, like you know, over the last week, and I did research. Instead of going to Amazon.com, I did it in the live Amazon scanner. And when I was doing research just for test, I was just doing it for fun, I saw products show up that I wanted as a buyer. I wanted to buy that product. Okay, so I, I, I didn't think it was going to be a good product to sell or anything. I just saw it. I'm like, oh, I need one of these. So because I couldn't add it to cart, there's no add to cart option, right? I was in the live scanner. I saved it on my product tracker. And now just so I, so I wouldn't forget about it. And now I looked at the product tracker and I realized not only I want to buy that product because I need it, but that's actually going to be something that I may need to source because I saved in the product tracker and I don't have too much data yet is, you know, a few days, but I mean, uh, that's how I found the product and <laughs> right. No. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, sometimes things happen that we don't even expect where, you know, you, you know, you don't even necessarily intend on selling a product, but you're just interested in seeing how it performs and, and, you know, getting that historical data really allows you to understand, okay, this actually could be a good product uh, to start selling. So that's, that's really funny. I'm glad, I'm glad that uh, worked out for you. <laughs> yeah. um, 
And so uh, another really uh, cool tool that Igor offers is the rank tracker. And I kind of consider that, you know, coming in tandem almost with the product tracker because uh, what the rank tracker does is, okay, so now I've identified a product, um, you know, in the live Amazon scanner or the database research tool or wherever. I've added it to my product tracker. I've tracked it for a couple of weeks and I think, okay, you know, this might be a good product to sell. Now I'm going to add that product to my rank tracker. And, and when I do that, I actually want to uh, conduct a brief uh, reverse ASIN search. We do have a reverse ASIN search tool and, and generate a list of keywords that are associated with the particular product. And, and again, you know, the reverse ASIN search is going to generate the list of keywords and, and kind of give you the numerical metrics and the performance of the product for those keywords. But it is only a snapshot in time. That is how uh, the product is performing for those keywords at this moment. But if I take those keywords and put them into the rank tracker with that product, I can do something similar to the product tracker where I track the performance of that product uh, for those keywords over time. So not, you know, not only am I, am I uh, tracking the performance of the products in the product tracker, but I can actually see how the product is ranking and performing for each of its individual keywords in the rank tracker. So that's very helpful because uh, you know once you source the product and start selling it, uh, this is really going to help you optimize your listing and understand, okay, what keywords are important for this product and, and you know how can I make sure that I'm ranking uh, as close to the top as possible for uh, these various different keywords. Okay, so let's see here. On Rank Tracker, I would do, for example, a reverse ASIN of my own product, mm -hmm. and this would tell me all the keywords that I rank for, what position I rank for at mm -hmm. that time. If I come here tomorrow and I look at it, I'm going to see tomorrow's that. Okay, let's say yesterday, and now I come here today. I can see today's data, but will it also show me where I was in relation to yesterday? Yes, so that that's the benefit of of adding the product to the rank tracker because you know if yesterday I conducted a reverse ASIN search and then today I conducted a reverse ASIN search, there's potential for those figures or those that data to be very different, and I'm not going to be able to make that connection between what happened yesterday and what happened today. But if I do add the product to the rank tracker uh, for those keywords, I'm going to get you know yesterday's data, today's data, and as time goes on, I'm going to get data for every single day, and then I'm going to be able to start to tell a story and kind of form an idea in my mind of okay, you know, this is what's happening uh, uh, for this product in relation to all of these keywords, and this is you know how I think I should uh, position my listing to to perform well in this niche. Got it. So I, for example, I do a lot of A/B testing, and on Amazon it's hard. Uh, I know everybody knows what A/B testing is on Amazon. It's hard to call it A/B testing. So it's more before and after testing mm -hmm. because the circumstances are never the same, right? If I test one product from Sunday to Tuesday, the next one I'm going to test it, even if it's the same days of the week. It could happen during an event that you know there's going to be more sales or anything. So when I do these before and after tests, I create timestamps. I say, okay, August 26th at 3 p.m., I changed my title and I added something. So then I can, with this, I can track and to see if my keywords that I was hoping to rank for higher, if they actually are performing better or not, this is how you can track it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So this is really going to help you kind of uh, potentially cut back on, on uh, all of that testing or, or cut back on some of the mistakes that you know can come along with that testing uh, by laying out the data in a really kind of clean and, 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 and consistent format. So 
Uh, yes, and, yeah, very a very helpful tool for that keyword research component. Okay, yeah, I like that because I know a lot of people that do. Uh, I mean, actually, they don't do tests; they perform changes, and they call it optimize the listing. And they say, okay, um, I'm an expert in listing optimization. And sometimes um, when I'm looking to hire somebody and they're like, okay, I'm an expert in listing optimization. And like, okay, optimize this one. And they do not test if the changes they did are performing better or not. They just changed it. Like you have to have the data to prove was it optimized or do you think it is? Because what I think doesn't mean anything. It's what the data tells us, right? Are people converting more or not? So it's, um, uh, I really like the, the, these tools that it keeps us on track. It like if tells us it's working or it's not working. So I, I enjoy those. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a great point. And, and just the last tool to kind of highlight for you guys today, um, uh, that eager offers is the keyword and niche tool. So that, that's really another way, you know, not necessarily. Um, to dive directly into product research, but really just kind of identify um, a niche that you might uh, be interested in getting into because uh, a lot of the filters are the same in terms of, of what you might find in the database research tool where you can put in the category, several numerical metrics, um, and, and, and things like that. And then you're going to get a, out a, a list of, of keywords or, or niches that uh, kind of meet your criteria. And then we provide you a lot of numerical data uh, for those keywords, as well as something we call the opportunity score, which uh, is is a algorithm that we've developed at eGrow that will kind of give you a sense of okay, based on uh, the number of other products, number of other sellers, you know, revenue in the market, you know, different factors like that, um, how much opportunity uh, exists for you as a new seller to get in and start selling products uh, in this niche or or, or for this keyword. And so that, that's kind of another uh, a way to approach your research is, is almost by doing it from the keyword level uh, where you're finding the niche first rather than the product. And then you can you know, take that uh, potentially good keyword and, and put it into the Chrome extension or the live Amazon scanner or something like that. So it's really not a one, one size fits all program um, you know, for eGrow. It, it's, it's really just kind of about uh, providing users with uh, a variety of different tools and, and allowing them to kind of determine, okay, this is the best method for me, or these are the steps that I'm going to take um, along with eGrow software to really uh, conduct the research in a way that I want to do it. So I'm going to tell you what I like about this is normally when we're doing research, the opportunity score or any kind of metric score is given to us after we decide what product we're searching for. We search for the product, and then after we search it and we already know what we're looking for, you'll get, okay, this has opportunity score of X. In this case, I can filter by opportunity score before I even know what I'm looking for. And when I saw this, I immediately, okay, search for opportunity scores of 9 or 10 out of 10, and I actually got results. So I got results, and I looked at them, and the opportunities were actually incredible. Uh, we're talking about oversized items. They were at an amazing opportunity score. Although for me right now, they wouldn't be products to source because the ones that showed up right away, I know they are seasonal and they are summer items that it's coming to an end pretty soon. At least for us here in Canada, it's, it's coming to a really quick end. <laughs> and, uh, but I mean, 
having a the reverse opportunity score. I don't I don't know if that's the right term, but seeing the score before I even know what I'm looking for, it I thought when I saw it, I'm like, this gives somebody so much advantage that I don't know how they would even make this public on the tool. I would I would keep this for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. And that's a great point. I think, you know, understanding the opportunity within the market is very important before you're even getting down to the product level. Because, you know, like you said, searching for uh, a market where the opportunity score is 9 or 10, that means there's a lot of opportunity within that niche. But that being said, there are probably still products within that niche that are going to perform better than others, right? So, so you know, understanding that niche that has a lot of opportunity and then actually diving in and finding out, okay, uh, within this niche, these are the products that I think are going to do you know, better or worse really kind of gives you two levels of research to really make sure that you're finding a product that, that is going to fit your business. Got it. So if you personally, you, Rob, were trying to find a product would you start with finding the niche first with that niche tool, keyword tool, and then maybe trying to go to the uh, like database research or tell me kind of how, what will your steps be? Yeah. So I kind of, I, I do both, but basically kind of how I divide it up is that either I start out with the database research tool where I'm simply looking at the product level mm -hmm. and then I can add things to my product tracker or, you know, I'm, I'm starting out with the keyword and niche tool, getting getting that information and putting that into the live Amazon scanner and then adding those products to my product tracker. You know, when I first started out, I think I did a lot more just in the database research tool. I wasn't as concerned about the particular niche. Uh, I, I tended to do more of the keyword research after the fact. Uh, but now that I'm becoming a bit more experienced, I am actually starting to incorporate um, uh, the keyword and niche tool quite a bit more into my research because you know, I think there's opportunity potentially to source multiple products within the same niche. And that opens up even more opportunity for creating bundles or packaging multiple products together. So again, it really just depends on, on the style of, of you as a seller and kind of what your goals are for your business. Um, you know, if you want to focus on a particular segment or a particular niche, I think the keyword and niche tool is a great place to start out. Um, but if you don't have a lot of experience yet, and you don't necessarily have strong feelings about which niche or, or which, you know, grouping of products that you want to get into and, and you're pretty much open to selling things across a variety of different categories, uh, then I think the database research tool is, is a great way to go. So I would ultimately just encourage people to try out both methods and see which really is best for them individually. Got it. Now, another question for you. When I'm testing this, this uh, all the tools, I didn't have any limits on anything. So on my rank tracker, I don't have limits of keywords. Is it because of, I have, because I have the platinum account or nobody has limits? Yeah, great question. So actually, yes, the reason you had no limits is because you've, uh, you have the kind of upgraded, uh, uh, paid version of eGrow. Uh, whereas, um, if people are just starting out or, or, or maybe they don't have an eGrow account yet and they sign up for the free version, uh, they're going to be able to use all of the tools and, and, and get all of the functionality, uh, but they're only going to receive 50% of the data. And there will be some limitations on how many searches they can conduct each day. So really kind of the idea behind that is that, you know, with the free version, you know, you're not going to get all, all of the information and all of the data available to you. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be no limitation in terms of the tools and the features that you can use. So 
by the time you've gone through and tried out the free version and, and, and really kind of, you know, started to understand the tool, uh, you will have an idea of all of the different features and ways that you can use the tools for your research. And so that way, when you do sign up for um, one of the paid memberships, uh, you can be really confident that, that the tool that you're going to be getting mm -hmm. is, is in line with your research strategy uh, and what your business needs. So, so yes, really, you know, not limiting people in terms of functionality, but just in terms of, of the amount of data that they actually receive is kind of the difference between signing up for the free version and, and the paid version. Okay, got it. So everybody has access to the tool. They can try everything for free. They're just not, they're not going to get the full amount of, of the research. Got it. Exactly. That's fair enough. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So, and where can people find Egro? I mean, I know because I'm looking at it, but uh, tell us how it's spelled and where can people find it? Yeah, so people can uh, find Egro just uh, at egro.io. That's E-G-R-O-W dot I-O. Uh, that'll take you to the website. You can read a little bit more information about the tool and kind of uh, some of the features that we offer, uh, which is basically similar to what I've been describing today. And then uh, that's where you can actually take a look at all of the, the different plans and, and you know, sign up for a, a free trial and, and things like that. And, and again, with the free trial, there's, you know, no credit card or no fees required. So um, it really is kind of no risk to you in terms of, you know, just signing up to, to try it out. And, and, and yeah, I would really encourage everyone to, to go check it out. We also have a blog uh, on our website as well. So if maybe you're brand new to Amazon FBA or you haven't started as a seller yet, uh, you can go check out uh, our eGrow blog uh, linked on the top of our website. Uh, and that'll just give you more uh, information uh, about selling on Amazon uh, using the FBA method. And then also uh, some information about eGrow as well and a little bit more detail about all of the specific tools. So, yeah, I would really just encourage everyone to go to eGrow.io and, and check it out and get some more information. There you go. Guys, I'll have those in the show notes for you to check it out. Uh, Rob, tell me. How has this year been for you in terms of sales? Did it did it help you or is it hurting you? You know, so for me personally, it's it's been kind of a roller coaster of a year. You know, um, I, I would say you know since I, I I did start out with eBay initially and then got into Amazon, I was still growing quite rapidly at the beginning of the year. I was still you know scaling up my business quite a bit. You know, through through January and February, and I'd say you know by the you know, it kind of plateaued for about a month. And then in March and April, when everything shut down, it really took off again. And, uh, and so it's, it, it's been insane, kind of flattened out again, you know, in, in May and June, and now we're, we're growing again. So it, it's, it's been insane to, you know, just kind of keep up with the demand and, and the changes in the market. How, how about you? What, what, have, what have you experienced so far through kind of the craziness of the pandemic? Well, I ha I had a mix of both because I have different brands. And some of them were the, in the non-essential categories. And the way things happen or when COVID happened, right, and we start to actually get things uh, shut down, right? Mm -hmm. It was right after Chinese New Year. So February with Chinese New Year. So my orders uh, had been placed late for some of the products, for the non-essential products. They had been placed late. So by the end of February is when the orders were starting to be shipped. So by the time they got here, Amazon wouldn't receive some of them. So those suffered. Mm -hmm. But the ones that had the, just been restocked were essential items. And that just, that just blew off. So it, I mean, it paid for the ones that didn't make the cut. So it was kind of like 
all, after all, everything ended up being uh, growth. It ended up growing after all, and now everything's back in stock. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy times, right? So we have both sides. We have people that are in retail that didn't pivot, that stayed just with retail, and you know that people that have stores and restaurants, barber shops, they must have suffered so much with with this stuff, but. Uh, a lot of them did pivot and jumped in online and uh, are starting their e-commerce careers because of this. And I mean, things are changing. It's This is going to change everything from now on. Even if somebody has as something that wasn't till now not online, they are getting online or not. They're, they're going to be let back, stay back. So Exactly, exactly. And yeah, people always ask, you know, is it too late to get into Amazon or is it too late to get yes. into e-commerce? And <laughs> And I think this year has just proven that, no, it's definitely not too late. You know, with the crazy growth that we've seen and the demand that we've seen, it's, it's, it's just been insane. And I think, you know, if I, if I had to bet, I think that's only going to increase uh, going into Q4 uh, into the end of the year. So, yeah, I mm-hmm. think there's plenty of opportunities, certainly. And, and, you know, as we were talking about earlier, there's all these new markets popping up and, and different countries that are really, you know, expanding e-commerce. And, and it's just you're crazy. So, yeah, so much and, opportunity, I think, is available to be had. Yeah. And, and to that matter, there's a, a lot of people that ask me the same thing. And, and I, I want to bring this up on the podcast. So all of you that are listening know sometimes people that I say you should be online and I tell everybody you should be online. It's 2020. Even whatever business you have, you need to have an on, a sort of online presence. And when I tell them about Amazon, a lot of people say it's maybe too late. And others tell me my product is too cheap to be sold on Amazon. So the fees are going to cost me more and I can't profit. And that happens. And that is true that that happens. But here's the tip. If you are in that situation, create bundles. Don't just sell one of your product. If you sell something that sells for $9.99, your profits are not going to be big on Amazon because of the big impact fee and all that. So bundle four or five together. And I mean, most products can be bundled, right? Doesn't matter what it is you sell. Just think about it. A lot of people are going to need two, three, four of those or for gifts. So try bundles, uh, create your own bundles. Even if you're not brand registered, you can try physical bundles that you create and you send them to Amazon. And, and now your product becomes profitable. But of course, you got to do the math on on those things. You can't just uh, slap it, try, try to throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that's where these research tools come in, you know, handy. Because maybe if you're selling, you know, only one or two products right now, and you know, you don't think it's going to be profitable transitioning to Amazon, you can, you know, potentially use these tools to to find other similar products in your niche that could be packaged together. So, yeah, yeah I think absolutely. that's a really, really excellent point and a, and a good tip for people who are looking just to get started. Rob, thank you so much for this. I hope you guys have success. I wish you all the best. And of course, I'm going to keep using your uh, Chrome extension because of that little feature that just makes my life so much easier. You, you wouldn't believe it's such a tiny little thing. And, and to you, maybe it's something that you didn't give that much value to until now. But the time it saves me or my team, uh, it, it just it's just worth it. So, hey, Quinn, yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate the feedback. And yeah, we always, we always like to hear what, uh, you know, new users think when they first try out the tools. So yeah, again, I'd, 
I'd encourage everyone to go to eGrow, you know, at least sign up for the free trial, check it out and reach out to us. You know, we'd, we'd love to hear, uh, you know, both the good and the bad in terms of, of what you like or don't like about the tool, because we're always trying to improve and, and, and add things that bring value to the users. So, so that, that is certainly uh, excellent. Thank you for that. Beautiful. Thank you, Rob. All the best, man. All right. Thank you, Quinn. Thank you.